0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Post 20 Podcast. You're now listening to the Week 5 NFL Preview. My name is Evan. I'm joined as always by my co-host Jeremy. What's going on with you this week?
1: Uh, Nothing. Just looking forward to football, man. I mean, we got a decent, decent, I say, Thursday night game tonight. Um, But then this weekend there's some uh, pretty lopsided matchups. So hopefully we can, you know, pick our spots here and walk away with some money.
0: Yeah, there's uh there's a lot of very interesting early money going on a couple of these teams. We'll we'll get into that as as we get into the preview, but I saw a tip last night from a a betting Twitter feed that said like there's 80% of the money on a couple of really weird teams like, you know, the uh Cowboys have a lot of the money on them already. to cover against the Rams. There's a lot of money on the Steelers to cover plus 14. Like, I don't really know what's going on here. I think that's actually a good bet, but um, there's, there's a bunch for us to uh, talk about in this one. So let's jump right in. Um, well, I'll quickly say I was 8-8 eight and eight last week uh, on picks. Jeremy was 7-9, and nine, so it's a slight improvement from previous weeks, but there's still a lot of work for us to do. Um, and <clears throat> hopefully this week we're able to get ourselves back on track with that. Uh, we had the Dolphins falling to the Cincinnati Bengals fifteen to twenty-seven. Tua Tagovailoa actually died in this game. Um I'm I'm not sure that he's even alive. Apparently you know, he, he he's able to laugh at McGruber, but that's literally all we've gotten from the Dolphins since then. So um there is word that the guy that did concussion, Bennett Umar or whatever his name was, uh said that Tua needs to <laughs> needs to retire. I think I'm probably with him on that one. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, after Tua sustained that terrible, terrible injury, uh, came in, through for hundred and ninety-three yards and a touchdown. There's an interception there. A little bit unfortunate for Teddy, but at least they have somebody experienced under center and that's going to be able to take over for Tua. Joe Burrow had an impressive game. He had 287 yards and two TDs. Joe Mixon rushed for a touchdown. Then we had T. Higgins getting 125 yards, a touchdown. Aiden Hurst added one uh, late there. This was, uh, it was the, the Tyreek show for the Dolphins, but overall just not really good enough for them to get this result. And I was on the Dolphins, so it was unfortunate. Dolphins now three and one, Bengals two and two. Jeremy, you had the sharp pick on this one. What do you think of the game?
1: Um, I mean, my only, my main takeaway was the whole Tua situation. I told anybody that would listen that that was going to happen. I mean, that that he should not have been out on the field, and they ruined not only their season, um, possibly Tua's career. Um, but outside of that, I mean, the Bengals' offense was good for once. Um, Tyreek was Tyreek, and Jalen Waddle. I still think, is just going to be second fiddle all season, but we'll see um, how they operate now with Teddy under center. They might be running the ball more, um, so if you are a Chase Edmonds or Raheem Mostert owner in fantasy football, maybe that works in your favor, um, but overall, bad for football, um, to a getting injured, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's not really something you ever want to see. It, it's tough to, self in and get ready for a Sunday. You know, I, I know that this is this is my favorite time of the year. I love football, soccer's on, uh, the postseason, the is going. But it does kind of remind you, and not to sound corny or stupid, but it does kind of remind you that these are human beings, uh, and they're playing just like this unbelievable sport where you are trying to kill the other person. Uh, and it is tough. It's tough to see shit like that. It was tough last year with Donald Parham. That fencing response where their hands lock up. It it puts things into perspective. So, I personally hope that you know Tua makes a full recovery. I I truly don't think I want to see him play football again. Um, because the the long term effects of that sort of repeated injury, as as we've seen many many times here. D T just died. Demarius Thomas. Um. With probably effects that, that have lingered from football from getting hit. So uh, you know, don't want to say thoughts and prayers. That's that's too corny. But uh, you know, hopefully uh Tua makes a full recovery and you know the team and him make the best decision uh for his career moving. Okay. Let's move in to the next game. We had the London game, Vikings, Saints, what an absolute shit show this was. Kirk Cousins confirmed good when nobody is watching. 273 yards, touchdown, did throw an interception, but of course he did. Dalvin, 76 yards on the ground. Most of that came in the first drive. Justin Jefferson had a fantastic game, 147 yards in the air. He rushed um, for a touchdown as well. And then we had Adam Thielen, who managed to get 72 yards, and Alexander Madison, who managed a touchdown the air as well on the saint side andy dalton with a game management performance 236 yards a touchdown slat murray 57 yards and a touchdown Chris Olave got into the end zone as well with 67 yards total um ugly game good win for the vikes i was expecting maybe a little bit more uh out of them they didn't co- if you got that spread late it was around four and a half they didn't cover for you i had them at two and a half so they covered Um, but this was, this was definitely a London game. You know, these are usually weird. Uh, this one was decided by a field goal. And, uh, I I don't know. It's good to see the Vikings win this game. They're now three and one. What I take more from this game is the fact that the saints are one and three, which is exactly what they should be. Alvin Kamara was inactive here. Um, there are issues with the saints. And I think this season is not going to be as good as maybe some people would have expected.
1: Yeah, um, I didn't get to catch a lot of the game um, due to my phone being dead and me not waking up in time. Mm -hmm. But I did catch second half, um, and the Vikings look good. Uh, I mean, like you said, I don't think the Saints are going to live up to expectations. Um, I know you said it last week, but a lot of people had them, you know, competing with Tom for the division. Um, A lot of people had them winning the division. Um, I just don't think that that's in the cards without Sean Payton it seems. I didn't know Sean Payton was that big of a deal for their team, but um obviously he was.
0: Yeah, I think he's just been there for so long and he's such a, a centerpiece in the way that they <clears throat> play the game like just physical and mental sense. Um and him being gone is is a huge problem for I promise you we'll see Sean Payton back in the NFL in the next 3 years. I just don't think it'll be Uh so we'll have to see how all that plays out. Move on to Detroit. Uh this game at Ford Field. Seahawks forty-eight, Lions forty-five. The Detroit Lions tried their best to surge back in the fourth quarter, but were unable to knock off Gino, who was absolutely cooking. Geno Smith, 320 yards, two TDs. Rashad Penny, 151 and 2 TDs on the ground. DK, no touchdowns for him, but he did total 149 yards. Lockett had 91 yards. Will Disley and Noah Fant, two tight ends, both managed a touchdown in this one. It was an offensive masterclass from both of these teams. Jared Goff with 378, four TDs and an interception. Jamal Williams rushed for 100 yards and two TDs. TJ Hawkinson totaled 180 yards on eight receptions. His average was 22.4 yards per catch, and he had two TDs as well. Josh Reynolds slotting in there for injured ASB. 81 yards and a touchdown, and then Justin Jackson, Chargers legend, ruined my fantasy season last year, also caught a touchdown. This game was really entertaining. I mean, it was a blast to watch. The total yards for both teams were right around 550. Um, Both teams had 27 first downs. The third down efficiency was a little bit better for the Seahawks. Uh, and I think that is really what it comes down to. The lions just weren't able to convert on some of those big third downs, um, in the first, second and third quarters, they had a going in the fourth, but, uh, they are not full strength either. So it's really good to see the fact that Gino can actually connect with his receivers. Uh, I just picked them up in fantasy. Gino looks like relatively solid he's a dynamic player he's he's probably not your long-term solution but he's looked good i think golf has actually looked good too and to have these sort of like shitty teams just absolutely slinging it uh in the 1 p.m window shit's super entertaining
1: yeah no that was uh that was a great way to start the day um especially if you're a red zone viewer it kind of gave you you know some excitement there um we did say jamal was going to feast um, and he did. He could have had three, um, which would have been wild. But Geno Smith and Jared Goff being QB one and two for the week in fantasy football is kind of funny, but it was really, really fun to watch.
0: Yep. It's, I mean, that was like my game of the week. It was so fun. Um, okay. We had Jet Steelers. I did, literally don't want to talk about this because the Steelers are so bad. Um, Kenny Pickett came in after Mitch got benched in the first half. Pickett, two rushing touchdowns, uh, only 120 yards in the air. He was 10 for 13, but he also had three interceptions. So not a single one of Kenny Pickett's passes touched the ground. You can take that as you want, but uh, not great to throw three picks for first performance, even though people are saying maybe one of them was his fault. I disagree. Zach Wilson, 252 yards a touchdown and two INTs. Brees Hall had a rushing touchdown on 66 yards. Corey Davis with an impressive game, 74 yards on five catches for a touchdown. And then in terms of rushing for uh, the Steelers, I did mention that Kenny Pickett rushed two in. Najee Harris had 74. George Pickens was the wide receiver one in this game. He had 102 yards. Uh, No touchdowns for him. No touchdowns for Pat Fryermuth. No touchdowns for DJ Johnson. a quiet quiet game from Deontay Johnson. Uh Steelers defense did not look as good as it probably should have against the New York Jets team with uh their their number 1 quarterback back. Uh I don't know man, this was this was an ugly game. I think the Steelers absolutely needed this. To see the Jets get to 2 and 2 and the Steelers fall to 1 and 3. Ooh, it's tough. Uh, I don't know, you know, if it's coaching or if it's personnel there uh, in Pittsburgh, but things are not good.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know about the Steelers. They thought Kenny Pickett was the answer. He did. Oh, he looked okay. I'll give it to him. And to be fair, he didn't play the whole game, Um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. He's the answer. Um, I will be fading them this week. So there's a little preview, <laughs> Um, but the Jets also not good. Zach Wilson had one good drive. Um it was a very impressive drive. Um he didn't throw one in completion. Um, but he's bad. Uh still both teams are just a mess. Um and the only relevant thing about either team is if you have Brees Hall in fantasy football, he keeps getting the ball more and more each week, so that's good for you. But other than that, both teams are irrelevant, and by week seven or eight, we won't care about either of them.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, both teams will definitely be. Sooner rather than later. Bears-Giants, another sh- absolute shitter of a game. Um, Saquon Barkley was playing quarterback at one point because Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor both got injured, not even going to go over their stats because neither of them did anything. Saquon rushed for 146 yards on 31 carries. Daniel Jones was able to get two touchdowns into the end zone. He had 68 rushing yards, which was pretty much the story for this game. And then the Bears look terrible. Justin Fields did total 174 yards, which is basically like any other quarterback throwing for 500 yards because the ceiling is so low. Khalil, Khalil Herbert, 77 yards on 19 carries. Not an impressive line for him after last week's performance. And then Darnell Mooney, wide receiver one for the Bears, unfortunately, with 94 yards on four catches. This game was so ugly. I knew the Giants would win, and I actually didn't take them. Uh, it, it's very unfortunate that we both decided, uh, these teams would punt first because they straight up did not do that. Uh, we got fucked on that, but, you know, this is kind of what happens in shitty games and this was definitely a shitty game.
1: Yeah, no, um, the most exciting thing was, like you said, Saquon playing quarterback. Um, the Bears are not worth watching um unless you really miss watching football in the 70s um because all they do is run the ball. Um Justin Fields, um I don't like I do think he's bad, but I don't know if he's that bad or if the or if the Bears are just like scared to throw the football. I don't know. Um but they look abysmal. Um I know people had some hopes for them coming into the season. I thought they would be okay. Um but they're the farthest thing from okay in my opinion they look bad yeah and then the Giants three and one they're the worst three and one team in football um all they're doing is ruining their draft pick for next season and they will not be good
0: Nope.
1: that's my that's my opinion at least
0: the shitty thing is is they need to tank so they they can get a QB because they need a QB Justin fields is not the answer there um and they're not they're literally going to fall out of the spot where they can get a decent QB. So I I don't know. They're not going to be able to get Bryce Young. They're not going to be able to get Stroud. Like, I, I don't know. It's it's not good, man. I don't know what's going on with the McCloskeys there. They, they're they just terrible owners, and the Bears are in the share. Uh, Titans 24, Indianapolis Colts 17. The Titans were able to improve their record to 2-2 two and two after a victory over the Raiders. Last week, Ryan Tannehill only threw for 137 yards. He had two TDs. Derrick Henry with a 100-yard rushing game, 114 and a touchdown. Then on the receiving end, uh, two guys managed to catch TDs. Robert Woods he had 30 yards and a TD, and then uh, Chigosiam Okonkwo, 38 yards and a. TD. On the Colts side, this was more of the Matt Ryan we expect. 356 yards, two TDs. Reception. Jonathan Taylor rushed for 42 yards after being. Taken off the field with an injury. Naheem Hines played the rest of the game, but he only had one carry and he didn't get any. No Alec Cox two touchdowns, eighty-five yards on six catches. Alec Pierce eighty yards, no touchdowns. And then Kyle Grant. Well, Harris Campbell and Jelani Woods uh, combined for seventy yards themselves, but not a great performance from either uh, of those guys. And then their wide receiver, Wall Michael Pittman Jr., had thirty-one yards on three catches. Not what you. Uh, from a premier wide out. I do think that it's impressive uh, how well Matt Ryan still spreads the ball around when he's getting protected. He still got sacked a lot in this game, but um, it was a much, much better performance than him. And if he's able to just gain a little bit more safety um, in the pocket, then I do think that, you know, the Colts can be a decent team. This is not a great result. They were in the game at points. But uh, they just, they weren't able to score in the first and fourth quarter, and the Titans scored 14 of them. So, they just have to stay closer, keep it closer, so that they're able to win games instead of going down so much so early.
1: Yeah, I'm still not out on the Colts. Um... Although, it feels like we're out on a lot of teams already. I'm not out on the Colts. It doesn't seem... I don't know. It seems like their line has taken a step back from last year. Um, It felt like Carson Wentz had a lot more time. Like you said, Matt Ryan keeps getting hit. And obviously, Matt Ryan is not at the stage of his career anymore where he can, you know, avoid that on his own. Um, But they have so many weapons, man. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Michael Pittman, Nye Himes, um, Mo'Ally Cox looks really good this year. Um, He looked really good this weekend. Um... No, I mean, they do have the pieces, but it just hasn't seemed to come together yet. Um, yeah. So, I think they can still turn it around a little bit. Um, and then Derrick Henry on the other side of the ball seemed to be back in form. Two straight weeks of, you know, playing pretty good football. Um, he still looks like he's running in quicksand. Um, yeah. But he's, you know, he's getting yardage, falling forward, not getting stopped on a line of scrimmage. So, I mean, he looks like he could... uh have some relevance moving forward, which is good for any titans fans if those exist
0: yeah i i mean i it's better for the league when henry's good, but he does still look slow. he looks like he hasn't found that gear yet, and maybe he will, but um <clears throat> it's not been not been great for him okay we'll move on to chargers texans chargers thirty four Houston 24. Justin Herbert, now the passing leader in the NFL. He seems to be back. 340 yards, two TDs. Austin Eckler, 60 yards, two TDs on the ground and one in the air. He received 49 yards worth of catches. Um, Gerald Everett was 61 yards and a TD, and then Mike Williams was your receiving leader with 120 yards, no TDs. Um, The Texans, Davis Mills, 246, two TDs, two interceptions. Damian Pierce, 131 yards and a touchdown. He broke off a really long one pretty early. Nico Collins looked okay. He had 82 yards. Um, Brandon Cooks had 57 and a touchdown, and then Rex Burkhead had 39 and a touchdown. I don't know, man. It's it's weird. Uh, I don't think the Texans are honestly all that bad. They were kind of in this game at points. The Chargers managed to score a touchdown in the fourth quarter uh, and and cover for us, but there was a point here where it was close. Like it was a three point differential. The Texans had worked it down. Um and I thought maybe <laughs> like the Chargers were gonna blow this game. Thankfully they were able to to pull it out and, and win. But I don't know. There's there's weird offensive play calling. If Eckler hadn't popped off the way that he did and just erupted for three scores this game could have gone a lot different. So it was good to see Eckler back, but I do still have some questions about the Chargers. They're two and two when you look at the the majority of the a f c West you know they're not all playing well. The Broncos kind of look like shit, well, they definitely look like shit. The Raiders don't look good. Chargers and Chiefs are gonna be the two teams you know that that really matter in that division, but Chiefs look leagues ahead of the chargers right now in terms of confidence and offensive play calling,
1: yeah. I I agree with that. I mean, the Chiefs, as we know, are always going to be good. Yep. But I just don't – my biggest concern is I don't think the Chargers have the defense to compete with good teams. Um, I mean, Justin Herbert is going to be Justin Herbert. Um, and obviously, Keenan's not playing, which doesn't help their offense. Yeah. But you, you can't let the Texans, who beat you last year in embarrassing fashion, um, come back and make it a semblance of a game. Yep. When you are putting up points at will with Justin Herbert. That just cannot be the way your team operates. Um, that cannot that is not sustainable in the long run. And Brennan Staley was supposed to be defense guy, I thought. Um, but clearly, um, that doesn't work. And I don't know, man. I think they're in trouble um if they have to face the likes of like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, even even Joey B. Um I think those teams put a lot of points against that defense currently.
0: Yeah, and I mean when you like when you look at the Chargers defense, I I don't necessarily know if you can even blame the players because they have Tranquil, they have Asante Samuel Jr., they have Derwin. They have guys like Kyle Van Noy, Khalil Mack, like JC Jackson. These are all good players, really good players. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know if it's the scheming or what, but some things need to be fixed here if the Chargers are going to compete for, for the division. I know it's early. We're only four weeks in. Um, I don't know who they play this week. It, I'm pretty sure it's a cupcake. Oh, they play the Broncos on Monday night. Never mind. That's not really a cupcake. It's a division match. No, um, Oh, they play the, the Browns? Browns. Sorry, they play the Browns. The Broncos play the
1: that is Broncos tonight.
0: That is a cupcake. So. Nick Chubb
1: might go for 500 yards. Yeah,
0: it's very possible. I just think that the pass defense for the Chargers is okay, and they, they weren't okay in this game, but they they have to fix some things there because there's going to be a lot of games here that come down to the wire, and that's just not how you want to you wanna win in the early season. Uh, Browns 20, Falcons 23. My Atlanta Falcons <laughs> uh, able to secure the W against a Browns team who just could not get it done in the clutch. Jacoby Brissett, 234 yards on interception. Nick Chubb, 118 yards on a touchdown. Uh, And then Jacoby Brissett rushed one in, but it was quiet. Other than that, a lot of field goals for the Browns. We had uh, Mariota. This is a game management performance, 139 in interception. Quarter of Patterson got injured uh, after he scored. Caleb Huntley had a touchdown in this game. Tyler Algier with 84 yards, no TDs, and no TDs in the air, I believe. So a very, very strange game. Low scoring, ugly, um, but good to see the Falcons grind it out. I don't think they're a bad team. I don't think Mariota's the solution long term. I don't even think their coach is the solution long term, but I do think that the Falcons are a gritty team. They're going to stay in games, they're going to cover. I think they've covered every spread spread so far. They're 4-0 against the spread. Um and and the Browns, I don't know, man. I I do worry about the Browns. I know they're going to get Deshaun back, but uh they play some ugly football outside of Chubb.
1: Yeah. Um they I don't know. They even like Kareem the first week was really good. He yeah. seems to be non existent in their game plan now. Um, it's kind of just hopefully Nick Chubb 200 yards and three touchdowns when it's the game, is what it seems like. I mean, Amari Cooper had semblance of life for two weeks, um, but you can't strictly rely on him. Um, like, if you have no other weapons, uh, teams aren't going to have a problem just focusing on Amari Cooper and letting peoples jones and njoku try to beat their guys one-on-one because they know that's not going to happen uh, so their offense i think is going to be in trouble potentially even with deshaun um with, with him not playing football in almost two years by the time he comes back but we'll see um i always liked him as a quarterback um the rest of that is differing opinions um but on the other side of the football the falcons like you said they don't look bad. They have a lot of weapons, um, but I think the uh, – and a lot of the experts were saying it too. Those Desmond Ritter uh, chants might be getting louder here in the coming weeks. I mean, you know yeah. Merida is not the solution. At least give the guy that you drafted a chance.
0: Yep. That's true. Uh, okay. Let's move on. We have – Commanders-Cowboys, oh, another ugly game for the Commanders. Commanders fall to 1-3. and three. Cowboys now 3-1. and one. Cooper Rush never lost a game. 2 th- twenty three and two touchdowns for him. Zeke had 49 on the uh, ground. CeeDee Lamb, 97 yards and a touchdown. Michael Gallup, 24 and a touchdown. And then Noah Brown was the second receiver, 61. Uh, defense looked good for the Cowboys. We should say that Carson Wentz is continually sacked by his own offensive line. Uh, because he has no pocket awareness and he steps up and then gets knocked back by the guys that are trying to block for him. He had 170 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. That's a vintage Wentz line. Antonio Gibson, 49 yards on the ground. But uh, the only TD, I believe, uh, for the commanders was Jahan Dotson, who had 43 yards and a touchdown. Wow, dude, Terry McLaurin, I don't know what happened. I I mean, I I, I just hope that... He kind of gets to step up here with Jahan Dotson out, but the commanders are not going to be able to win games uh, if they continue to just throw to Dotson and try and just do this dink and dunk bullshit and, and win with Gibson. It's just not going to work. There needs to be more explosiveness. They need to throw to their receiver who runs fantastic routes, gains enough separation, and has really good hands in Terry McLaurin, and they don't do that. Uh, the Cowboys with another impressive win, but the commanders, you know, they're an easy team to beat. So, um, hopefully the commanders can turn it around. I don't necessarily know if I see that. Um, Cowboys with a matchup against, who did they play this week? Oh, they play the Rams. Uh, so they're headed to a tough matchup against the Rams who are coming off a loss. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I, I think this is just like kind of a fairly straightforward one.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, like you said, Cooper Rush undefeated. Um, I think, I think there's going to be some QB controversy in their future. Um, if, especially if he goes and uh, I think they're at SoFi, if he goes and beats the Rams, that would be pretty wild. Um, on the other side of the football commanders, um Carson Wentz is, uh, I don't know, not not the answer. Um, and their offense just isn't explosive. They have a lot of explosive wide receivers, but their offense isn't explosive. So, I don't know. They're not good. Um, it's going to be the Cowboys and the Eagles in the division. Um, most likely just the Eagles. Um, but the Cowboys will be good enough to make the playoffs, it seems.
0: Yeah. Okay, Jags, Eagles, Jags twenty-one, Eagles twenty-nine. Despite the Jaguars taking an early fourteen-to-nothing lead, the Eagles rally in the second quarter, score twenty points, add another nine in the fourth to the Jaguars seven, and are able to win this game and cover the spread for us. Trevor Lawrence one seventy-four, two TDs and an interception. I think he fumbled the ball four times. Um, it was very, very, very poor uh, from Trevor Lawrence, and that. Jaguars offense the rushing game was virtually non-existent only 32 yards from Etienne 29 from Robinson Christian Kirk managed 60 yards but it was very late He kind of saved me in fantasy He at least got a couple of receptions but uh, it was not good Jamal Agnew had 50 yards and two TDs through the air he was probably their best player in this game which is a problem and then Hertz, 204 yards, no TDs in the interception. Miles Sanders, 134 yards on the ground, two TDs. Jalen Hurts, a rushing TD. And then Kenneth Gainwell, a rushing TD as well. James Bradbury had a nice interception. Um, Jake Elliott had <clears throat> a decent game uh, as the field goal kicker, but really, really weird one here. Uh, good to see the Eagles win, but I do think it came down to the fact that it was raining at the link. They were home. They had a crowd. Uh, everybody rallied around and they were able to just get it going on the ground where the Jags couldn't do that.
1: Yeah. Um, Jalen hurts looked good. I mean, he let it come back. Um, the Jags got up early and then seemed to falter, which is kind of, um, makes me a little nervous about them. Um, as a team that, you know, came into the season so hot, uh, that was kind of the first time they saw any, um. They needed to show any perseverance in my eyes. That's kind of the first time they needed to, you know, kick things back into gear after not, uh, after stumbling a little bit. And they couldn't quite do it. Uh, Eagles look good. I mean, Jalen Hurts. I don't know if I'd want to play Jalen Hurts in the rain um, as an opposing NFL team. Uh, Especially that heavy of rain because between him and then the fact that they like running the ball 900 times, that makes them very dangerous in the rain. Um, So they, they seem like their offense can travel in all conditions, which is good for them. Um, good for the Eagles. Um, good for the city of Philadelphia. Good for the NFL when the Eagles are doing well. Um, So, I mean, all in all, you know, good for them. Uh, Jaguars, I'd like to see them bounce back this week and play better.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> all right, Bills-Ravens. We'll start to run through these games. Bills 23, Ravens 20. Ravens couldn't get it done in the second half. Zero points across the third and fourth quarters. Bills were much, much better uh, in that time. 213 in the air, touchdown and an interception for Allen, 70 yards and a touchdown for Allen on the ground. Um, this was a, a good game for the Bills. They had to grind it out. They had to win a close game. Good to see them do that. Lamar, not a good game. 144 a touchdown, two interceptions, both of those being clutch INTs uh, down in the crunch time. And then Lamar Jackson had 73 yards on the ground. No TDs. Dobbins had two, uh, two touchdowns, one on the ground. He had 41 yards and then one in the air. Uh, as well. Devin Duvernay, lead receiver with Bateman out at 51 yards. Ooh, I don't know. Not good for the Ravens. They're 2-2. Two and two. Yeah. The Bills get back in an important game. They are now 3-1. and one. I think the Ravens uh, were a sucker spot. I did think this game would be more high-scoring than it was, but both of these defenses played relatively well. So, uh, What do you think about this game? I think it's a good win for the Bills. It sort of answers some questions I had.
1: You know, I think that's really good win for the Bills. Um, Josh Allen kind of went into his do-it-myself mode, which yeah. is kind of cool. Uh, he was just plowing over the defenders. Uh, I think he had, like, 70 rushing yards, which yeah. is very, very good. Um, he looked amazing. Um, they need to start getting Stephon involved a little more, although he did drop an open touchdown in the end zone. Um, yeah. So that's on him. But – I mean, they look really good. Devin Singletary um, doing well again, uh, so that's good if they can you know, establish some sort of threat in their backfield, whether it be run game or pass game. They just need a threat back there. And the Ravens are universal second-half choke artists. It's actually impressive the rate at which they can choke these second-half leads away. Um, they have been losing, I think the total was like, uh, they've been losing for like 14 seconds this season. Yeah. And <laughs> they're 2-2. Two so the fact that they choke these games away is downright impressive and Harbaugh needs to reconsider what he's been doing because this has never been a problem in the past at least that I've noticed.
0: Yep. Um okay, let's jump on Cardinals 26, Panthers 16. Jeremy's Panthers fall to 1 and 3. Uh They had a decent first half, but they let the Cardinals come back in the end. Kyler, 207 yards, two TDs. James Conner had 55 yards on the ground. Kyler rushed one in, 26 rushing yards. And then Marquise Brown caught a long one at the end to seal it. He had 88 yards and a touchdown. Zach Ertz had 47. In Baker, 197, a touchdown, two interceptions. Both of those being terrible interceptions. <laughs> Uh, McCaffrey, virtually no rush game here, 27 yards on eight carries, but he did have 81 yards worth of catches, one TD in the air, a long one there at the end and nine catches total. Ooh, tough game. Uh, Frankie Louvu, one of their defensive players was beefing with James Conner hard in this one. Uh, a lot of penalties there towards the end, just an ugly second half of football from the Panthers. They only had six points. I believe they went for the two point conversion there towards the end just to try and get it closer but ugh, just just not a good game for the Panthers. The cards somehow managed to rise to two and two. Um I don't know, man. All the money was on the cards in this one cuz they were plus money. I don't know why they were, but it was it was a good game, you know. They they managed to pull it out even when nobody expected it towards the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm nervous about the Cardinals. Um, their offense doesn't look great, and I don't. And don't get me wrong, D Hop's a good wide receiver, but I don't think D Hop, at whatever age he is 30, 31 years yeah. old, yep. um, is it can completely you know make you back into an explosive offense. Um, so I'm a little nervous for them, uh, especially because James Conner, Um, I said it last year; he was just a touchdown merchant. He hasn't yep. done anything on the ground. Um, Ido Benjamin has looked more explosive. Um, in you know between the 20s, and as for the Panthers. Uh, Baker Mayfield, public execution. That would be ideal. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, we have a top 10, I would argue, top 5 defense in the entire NFL. We give up no points. We give up no yards unless Baker Mayfield lets them get the ball to 50, which he likes to do. Um, we are The o- the Panthers are the only team in the NFL to not have 300 yards in a game this season. Baker Mayfield needs to go to the bench. Put Matt Crowell out there. What's the worst thing that happens? We keep losing? Who cares? Yeah. Um, so out on the Panthers – rooting for, I don't know, the Eagles kind of sadly, as much as I hate to say it, the Eagles and the Chiefs moving forward, so... yeah and That way I can at least feel good about myself watching football and not have to watch Baker Mayfield anymore.
0: Yeah, Well, the only thing about Matt Corral is he's he's injured. Isn't he, like, done for the season because he fractured his foot?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think he's supposed to come back at some point.
0: Hopefully uh, he does, because you guys, the only other option you have is fucking darn and. You-
1: Yeah, you can't put Sam Darnold back out there after he played all season, and then you said he lost his job.
0: Yeah, you just can't (laughs) do that. At that
1: point, Matt Rule would be fired instantly, which would be ideal. Well,
0: that would Um, be fine. Maybe you want to hope for
1: that. Yeah.
0: Um, All right, let's zoom through the rest of these games. I got somewhere to be. We have Broncos 23, Raiders 32. Good game for the Raiders. They managed to get it done here. Russ, flashes of a better game. Javante Williams, torn ACL, and... uh, PCL or LCL, I forget. The, it's the other one that goes right alongside it. I know our friend Zach, who's been on this show, ripped both of those Um, when the doctor went in. He said it looked like spaghetti. So not what you want to hear for Javante. Unfortunate for a guy to have that in his second year. Judy, a touchdown. Cortland, a, a touchdown. Derek Carr, game management, 188. Josh Jacobs, it was his game, 144, two T. Te- uh, it was—I don't know—it it was a—it was a good game for the Raiders. They needed this one. They're now one and three. It was a good spot for them. I liked them in this game. The Broncos fought to two and two, and they head uh, to the Colts tonight to, to play them.
1: Yeah, no major takeaways um, from that game other than the fact that Chavante's season is over, um, which kind of sucks for them. This may be the time where we see the Broncos starting to let Russ open it up a little bit more, which I think would be fun to watch and would be good for the NFL and would be good for their fandom because I think they're tired of watching them, you know, not have an exciting offense. So we'll see tonight. Um, I'd like to see Russ throw the ball a little more, and we'll see what uh, knees Gordon and Mike Boone are made of back there.
0: Yeah. Okay me Patriots 24 Packers 27 Brian Hoyer injured Bailey Zappi comes in throws for a touchdown Damian Harris 86 on the ground on a touchdown Devontae Parker caught a touchdown uh Aaron Rodgers 251 at two TDs and an interception Aaron Jones 110 on the ground Alan Lazard 116 in the air Romeo Dubes had a touchdown should have been two Robert Tanyan had a touchdown as well Packers cover two and a half don't cover five and a half do not cover nine and a half for sure uh ugly game, but the Packers won it in OT. What'd you take away from this one? Other than the fact that Romeo Dubes has zero ball security.
1: Uh, yeah, that was uh, one major takeaway. Um, my other major takeaway is that it seems like um, Lizard King is still going to be Aaron's guy moving forward. I mean, he's a guy you can trust. He knows he's going to get the ball. Um, and he knows he'll hold on to the ball. Um, Romeo Dubes is their most talented wide receiver by far, in my
0: yeah, opinion. Yeah, I agree. But,
1: but lizard is you know lizard's Aaron's guy, which you got to respect. I mean, whatever gets them, whatever gets them moving. Um, my but yeah, my takeaway is the Packers aren't going to be that great unless they figure out what's going on with their offense, like what what their identity is going to be on offense. And I mean, no major takeaways for the Patriots. I mean, they threw Brian Hoyer out there, um, or, or and then he got hurt, and then they threw Zappy out there, and Zappy didn't look great. Um, but Damian Harrison, Ramondre kept him in the game, and they didn't do bad. So. Yep. Props
0: to for that. For sure. Chiefs 41, Bucks 31, offensive powerhouses, uh, getting it done at Raymond James Stadium. Mahomes 249, three touchdowns and an interception. Clyde 92 on the ground. He also had a receiving touchdown. And then we had Kelsey, who played fantastically. He had 92 and a touchdown. Jody Fortson had a touchdown. And then Noah Gray had a touchdown as well. That was a rushing TD. Brady, 385, three TDs. uh, A rushing touchdown for Rashad White. One TD, that was. And Mike Evans, 103, two TDs in the air, Fournette also had 57 receiving and a touchdown. Uh, no rushing game for the Bucks. I don't know if it was just because they had to abandon the run because they were playing from behind after the Chiefs scored on two consecutive drives in the first quarter or what. Um, but the Chiefs looked really good and the Bucs did not. Despite you know scoring 31 points on a good Kansas City D, I don't think this was a good game for them.
1: Yeah, no. Um, In terms of them not running the ball, I think they kind of just chalked it up after they realized that Patrick Mahomes decided he was going to be superhuman um, on Sunday night because he was awesome to watch. He was so fun to watch. But, yeah, their offense didn't look uh, too good. Uh, Tommy did get it going a little bit. Um, Divorced Tom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's that's a big takeaway from the week, but not football-related. Um, But Mike and Chris did their jobs. Um, But outside of that, they didn't seem to have much going. I mean, Julio is old and injured, as we expected. Um, Russell Gage is just on the team. Uh, But we'll see how they bounce back this week. I mean, I still think they're going to be good come week 14, 15, 16 into the playoffs. You know how Tom works. So they'll be
0: back. Absolutely. Rams 9, 49ers 24. Rams with a terrible offensive performance here. 254 and interception for Stafford uh no rush game, no receiving touchdowns, so bad. Uh Cup had 122 on 14 catches. He got targeted like 19 times, but they weren't able to get it in the end zone. Jimmy G 239 in a touchdown. Jeff Wilson, my king, 74 yards in a touchdown. He also uh had <clears throat> a couple of of chances to catch some balls, but he was unable to Get those forward uh, whatsoever. Debo, great game, 115 and a touchdown in the air. He looked so good in this game. And this is the sort of Niners team that is threatening when they just play like this, when Jimmy manages the game. Because he is a cerebral QB, he's just not a great QB. Um, they're going to be able to get these results against teams that I think in terms of talent are better than them. Rams and Niners both 2-2. Two and two. Cardinals 2-2. Two and two. Uh, NFC West looking uh, pretty tight.
1: Yeah, uh, Niners look like they have pretty well-rounded, pretty balanced offense, uh, a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. They look good. Debo looked amazing. Um, and I know he wasn't necessarily the problem, but it's, uh, it's a point I'm going to keep making all year. We got to get Cam Akers off the field for yeah.
0: the record.
1: Yeah. He has no burst. Um, he isn't like James Robinson coming off that Achilles injury, I can tell you that. Um, and Matt Stafford um, is getting sacked left and right. Um I'm praying for him this week. Um, Micah Parsons might actually end his life. Um, So he's in for a rough week here. Um, But the Rams, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sold on them. I know they're Super Bowl champs, but still not sold on the way they've been playing.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, let's jump into the preview quick. We have the Colts taking on the Broncos tonight at 815. Colts currently three and a half point dogs, plus money. The money uh, is pretty much split. I... I'm going to take the Colts.
1: I will be going the other way, sadly. Um, I am going to take the Broncos, although I've been really leaning towards the under, so that is something that I would um, consider if I'm a listener. Um, I have been a lot better doing the over-unders than I have been picking spreads this year, it seems, for some reason, which, as someone that watches every game, I don't really know how that's possible. But, uh, yeah, I'm in... um, I'm in on the Broncos. I'm going to take, I'm going to buy the half point and go minus three. Um, Maybe we can both walk away winners. I can get a push. You can get a win, but um, yeah, I'm Broncos minus three and I would consider the under.
0: All right, cool. We have the New York giants taking on the green Bay Packers. This is a trap spot, man. Uh, Packers currently seven and a half point favorites uh, at green Bay. Ooh, hate it. Don't, don't ever like uh, those spreads. I'm gonna buy the point down. I know that there's money on some on some spread here, but I'm gonna take Packers minus six and a half on spread. I think they're able to get the win here. I think they win by a TD. They're definitely a better team than the Giants. But I will say, please be careful. Do not take seven and a half because you're gonna get fucked.
1: Yeah. Um. I don't know the London, the Lunder. Um. I'm yeah, not going yeah. with, I'm not taking the Lunder this week. I don't think. Um. But I don't know, dude. The Giants are bad.
0: Yeah, they're right? bad. They, they are were- bad. I have to trust the Packers.
1: Yep. I'm going with the um. You know, the NFL needs Aaron Rodgers to be good for their pocket's sake, uh, and they don't care if the Giants yep. are good. So I'm also going to go with the Packers minus, what'd you go, six and a half or seven? I did
0: six and a half just because I, I mean, the push is probably possible, but I, I want to win the bet if I can.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go six and a half as well. Um, I mean, the whole two injured quarterbacks, maybe Saquon running the Wildcat all the is their play, um, doesn't make me confident in their offense at all. Um, not that I ever had any confidence in it to begin with. So, yeah, I'm in. Packers minus six and a half.
0: You got it. We have the Seattle Seahawks taking on the New Orleans Saints. Seahawks currently five and a half point dogs. Uh, game is in uh, New Orleans. The money's all over Seattle, which is a, a serious issue. Uh, over-under set at 46.5, probably looking at the under. Um, but what I'm going to do is alt the spread up and take Seattle Seahawks plus 7.5. I think that they cover. I think they stay within a touchdown, and I'm not going to overthink this because the more and more I overthink games, the less and less I get close to a, a W in the column. So I'm going to take Seahawks plus 7.5 alt spread.
1: Yeah, Um. I am going to go with the under um 46 and a half do i do i go 47 and a half we'll just leave it at 46 and a half um i think this is a bounce back game for the saints um hopefully alvin plays um they need to get him involved and i think if they get alvin involved and run the ball and you know just chip away at the seahawks um and don't let Gino get hot like he did against the lions somehow um i mean they're Defense is horrible, but I think they can walk away with the victory as well uh, there. But I definitely see this going under um, if the Saints play their brand of football.
0: Yeah, I agreed. Um, Okay, Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Buffalo Bills. Steelers currently a 14 and a 14-point underdog. Oh, Jesus, this is nuts. Uh, First time since 1970 the Steelers have been uh, a 14-point dog or more. I am taking Steelers plus 14. I love the Bills, but I'm not going to get trapped. There's already money on the Bills to cover 14. That's a sucker bet. I, I know better. I don't think the Steelers are a good team, but I do think that they can they can at least cover. Is a lot of points.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go um, Bills first half minus seven. Um, my only concern um, for you as a Steelers better is the fact that they might not have one starting defensive back. Um, they have true. yet to have. Any defensive backs uh, practice this week, uh, they all are coming out injured from last week, which I didn't even know um, they got injured during the game. But yeah, they might not have any starting DBs against Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, and Josh Allen. So that might be an issue.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. We have the Vikings taking on the Chicago Bears, seven and a half point favorites. Uh, in Minnesota. I'm taking Vikings minus seven and a half. I think this is this is a week where the Vikings can can show up because it's a one PM game and that's where we know Kirk um is a is you know a force to be reckoned with. The under, massive amount of confidence in the under as well. But I'm gonna stick with uh with mini minus seven and a half.
1: I do like that underplay especially with the uh way the Bears have been playing football lately, but I think I'm going to go with a touchdown scorer here. I'm going to go with Dalvin cook. Um, He's been getting outside of his week two, um, which was kind of the outlier. He's been getting 20 touches a game um, and he only has one touchdown. So kind of like how my Josh Jacobs bet last week, I said he was due. I think Dalvin's due, you know, to have one or two this week and, you know, get, get on the touchdown train.
0: Okay, we have Texans-Jags up next. Texans currently seven-point dogs against the Jaguars at home. I like the Jags in this game, but I'm actually going to go with a Christian Kirk touchdown. A little bit of a letdown last week. I think he gets himself back into the end zone this week. I think it's a good game. The Texans' DBs are not good, um, and I like, uh, I like the, the Jags to win, but I'm just going to go with the Kirk TD.
1: Yeah, I like that as well. Um, I don't know. I'm having a tough time picking something for this game uh just because the Jags didn't convince me last week that they are as good as they looked the first yeah. couple of weeks, which kind of makes me nervous. Um what I'm going to do, I'm going to I do like Christian Kirk. Um yeah, yeah. I wish we I wish we had yardage and receiving lines out, I but obviously. It was yep. Yesterday. Um so I'm going to go I think I'm going <clears> to <throat> Wow, this is tough. I didn't yeah. think I would have this this much of an issue here. Um, I'm going to go with the Texans. I'm going to buy up half point. I'm going to go seven and a half uh, just because the Jaguars didn't convince me. This is either going to hit with ease or it's going to get blown out of the water. Yep. Um, It really just depends what kind of football they decide to play. So that's my plug.
0: Okay. The over, I think, is actually maybe a viable play here as well because the Texans are playing decent offense, and the Jags obviously do the same. Um, Maybe I'll do a little bit of a sprinkle there on Sunday morning. Uh, Okay, Dolphins-Jets. Dolphins currently three-point favorites. Money's pretty much spread right in the middle. It's like 60% on Miami. I'm taking the Dolphins minus three. I love this spot for them, and I don't don't think Teddy's a bad QB. So I'm going to go with that.
1: Yep, I'm going to... I'm going to stick with you on that one. Uh, Teddy two gloves, Panthers legend. I would love to have him as our quarterback moment. I yeah. I mean, he wasn't bad when he played there. Um, so I'm in on Teddy. I mean, they have enough weapons that it doesn't matter. I could go back there and play quarterback. And I think we could still put up some points. They have so many weapons. It's unbelievable. So I'm in, give me, give me the dolphins minus three. I mean, I think that's too close. It should be four and a half, five and a half, six yep. and a half.
0: Totally agree. Falcons, nine and a half point dogs at the box. Nobody is respecting my Falcons. They are 4-0 against the spread. 4-0, 4-0, 4-0. I absolutely love this spot. Falcons cover 9.5. I, I mean, I, I take them 7.5. I think it's a touchdown game. The Falcons are staying in games. Of course, we're not going to have Cordero Patterson in this game, but I love this. I love the over. This is one of my favorite games of the week. I think it's going to be a really entertaining watch. The Bucks could blow them out, but I think the value here, the points that they're giving you, take 9.5. I love him to stay in the game. Um, yeah, all the money's on the Bucs, by the way, which is just foolish. Yeah, no,
1: I agree. I think that's a good spot. Falcons plus 9.5. If you don't like the 9.5 number and you want to go to 10, 10 and a half, I also think that's an, yeah. a great play. Um, but just to get a little deviance in our picks here. Um, I'm gonna go with the uh, Mike Evans touchdown. Um, he seems to be the only guy Tom wants to give the ball to in the red zone, which I don't blame him. I mean, the guy's an absolute weapon down there. Yep. So I'm going Mike Evans touchdown. Um, you know they'll use Chris Godwin to get him down there, and then Mike Evans in the crib. So that's what I'm going with. But I do like your pick. I think the Falcons stay in this game for sure. All
0: right, one second. I'll be right back. We have the detroit lions taking on the new england patriots um lions currently uh plus three and a half point dogs i like them to win the game outright i'm gonna take them on the money line
1: i like that i like that there's a lot of money on the lions though oh that makes me nervous um do we know if DeAndre's playing what's his update he's out for a couple weeks oh, i believe he's right he's out yeah he's out for a couple weeks um i'm gonna go with old reliable I'm going to ride it to the wheels, fall off Jamal Williams touchdown. Okay. It seems anytime he plays a full game, he gets in the crib. I don't know how he does it. It's impressive. So I'm in Jamal Williams touchdown.
0: All right. Titans taking on the commanders. Money's all over the Titans. I am going to take commanders money line.
1: Yep. I'm keeping it simple. Commander's money line bounce back game. Carson Wentz, you know, he goes and does horrible for like three games and then comes out and you're like, Oh, maybe this guy's good. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm in commander's money line. Um, just keep it simple.
0: All right, we have the Chargers taking on the Browns. Chargers two and a half point favorites. I'm taking the Chargers.
1: Oh uh, yeah, give me Nick Chubb to run for 500 yards. No, <laughs> um, I think yeah, I'm in on the Chargers. I'm just gonna go money line. I mean, minus 138 isn't bad value no, at not. all, in my opinion. So I'm gonna go Chargers money line. I don't think um brisket does enough to get it done there. So I'm in on the Chargers money line.
0: Cool. then we have the Niners taking on the Panthers. Niners six and a half point favorites. Until the Panthers show me something, I gotta go with the Niners. I'm gonna take Niners minus six and a half.
1: No, I agree. Um, if th- I would take. I would take any team against this minus six and a half. We can't put up points. Um, So yeah, Niners minus six and a half. Um, If you do have any semblance of faith in the Panthers, I would just take the over. I mean, 38 and a half is not a lot. So 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 if you have any faith in the Panthers, rather than take them, just take the over, but I'm going with the Niners minus six and a half until we find a fourth quarterback to put on our roster that can play football.
0: Yep. Eagles, five and a half point favorites at Arizona. Um, Mm, this is a tough spot. I like the over. To be honest with you, it's at forty-eight and a half. I think that's low. Both of these teams can score. The first half under is a play that I'm considering. But what I'm going to do is take the Eagles minus five and a half. The money's pretty much split. I don't think the Cardinals are that good. And the Eagles have been really good. So I'm going to take Eagles minus five and a half.
1: Yep. I'm going to go with the over. Um, I think the Eagles come out, score a bunch of points and then the Cardinals kind of get some garbage time points in the second half. Um, I do think the Eagles probably walk away victors, like you said, but yeah, I'm going to go with the over, um, with these two. Um, I, I don't really want to call the Cardinals offense explosive, but it has the ability to be explosive if they put it together. So I'm going with the over 48 and a half.
0: Beautiful. We have the Rams taking on the Cowboys at SoFi Rams five and a half point favorites. I'm taking the Rams. Give me the give me the give me the points too. So I'll take Rams five and a half.
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with. Mm, mm.
0: I don't like that spread for the Cowboys. I, I think Cooper Rush finally gets a loss here.
1: No, I agree. I think he does finally lose. Um, what What is the? I don't know. I I kind of like the under just due to the fact that the Rams' offense has also looked um, pretty poor here as yeah. of late. I think. I think I'm going to go with the under. I don't. I think this might be a stinker of a game. I think the Rams might win 21-7, 21-10, um, you know, something like that. So I'm going to go with the under, 43-and-a-half. Um, the Rams haven't put together many good drives in a row, so I'm going with the under.
0: Okay, and then we have two more games. The Bengals taking on the Ravens. Ravens currently three-point favorites. Money's pretty much split right now. I'm going to take Baltimore on the money line at minus 178.
1: I am going with the over. The Ravens secondary has been getting absolutely torched, and T. Higgins has been feasting. Jamar Chase is still Jamar Chase. Yep. So I'm going with the over. Lamar's gonna do his job on that side of the ball. Um, and I think Joe Burr does enough to uh get get them some points. So I'm going with the over 48. Okay.
0: Nights. And then the Monday night game, we have the LA Raiders taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs currently seven and a half point favorites. Money's on the Chiefs. Uh I'm gonna go with the over. I'm gonna take over fifty one and a half in this game. I think it could definitely be a shootout.
1: I'm going uh I'm buying a point down. I'm going Chiefs minus six and a half. Um Patrick Mahomes looks otherworldly. So I think they do enough to win by a touchdown. Uh the Raiders haven't convinced me that they're talented yet. So I'm in Chiefs minus six and a half. I do think the over is in play, though. These games always are between these two teams.
0: Yeah, they're always entertaining. Watch. All right, guys, that's everything for the week four recap, week five preview. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Jeremy, thanks for joining up with me. Uh, Make sure you guys check us out on social media at Post20Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find us um, on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. All prior episodes of the show are on there. If you guys like the Premier League, you can always head over uh, and watch those shows as well. We just had a, a really good episode last night. So, Jeremy, thanks again for joining. Guys, we'll see you all next week. Uh, Good luck this weekend, and uh, we'll see you then.